Welcome to E-Square, encouraging and equipping the believer for kingdom living. Here's your host, Jacob Wallace. Hi, everyone. Welcome to E-Squared podcast, where we love to encourage and equip the believer for kingdom living. Today, we're going to be diving in and talking a little bit about our identity in Christ, who we are in him, what makes us us, how God created us and how he values us and how he sees us. You know, I believe firmly that we are in an identity crisis in our culture and in America And I believe that the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy our identity. So let's get into what identity really means and and what it really uh, talks about and how we can live confidently in the identity of Christ that he's given us. So before we move on, I I want us to to say this together, if you can. Uh, Say this with me as you're listening to this podcast or as you're watching this live right here. Say this with me. I am not who my past says I am. I am who God says I am. I'm not who my past says I am, but I am who God says that I am. First, to truly discover our identity, we must unidentify, if you will, with our old man, with our old nature. Now, we can remember who we were and where we came from. Right, it's okay to remember um, how we were. Okay, if we were once living this way, that's okay to remember those things. But what happens a lot of the times is a lot of Christians and a lot of believers love to live in the past. They love to identify with their old person, with their old nature. Second Corinthians chapter five verse seven says it really clear. It says, "If anyone is in Christ, behold, he is a new creation. The old is past." And everything has come new. That's in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. And what we do a lot of the time as believers is we identify with our old man rather than identify with the new person that Christ has put inside of us. You see, when you and I, when we came to Jesus and we made a commitment to God and we made a commitment to Christ and we recognized that we needed a Savior, what happened was... Is Jesus came in, took residence upon our heart and in our lives, and he made a new person. The Bible says in, in Romans, it talks a little bit about the unveiling of this new man. It says, uh, I am no longer, it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. The old things have passed away and, be, and, and behold, I am new. You see, there's one thing to remember who you were, but it's another thing to identify with your past. If we continue to identify with who we were, we will never truly discover who we really are in him, who who Christ is in us, what it means to live in the new nature, in the new identity that he has given us. Now, I know full well that there's things in our past and there's things that have that have uh, that we've done mistakes that were made. Remember, you're not who you uh, what your past says that you are. You are who God says that you are. And I want to encourage you today to stop living in the past, to stop dwelling in the old nature of who you think that you are. You are no longer the person who um, is disobedient. 
You are no longer the person who is a liar. You're no longer the person who is addicted any longer. You're no longer the person who had a hard time with with things going on in your life, whether that be uh, lustful uh, thoughts or or whether that be just... um, wanting people to always admire you or or whether that be dealing with certain things and issues in your past circumstances that develop this mindset to say this is how you're always going to be when you came to Jesus right and he took residence in your heart all of those things were cut from your life right and behold all things in that moment became new now, does that mean that as you go along in your life, that when you when you get up in the morning or when you walk out the door to, to start your day, that those old circumstances and those old things aren't there? Of course, they're going to be there, right? They're there to remind you, okay, that, that to try to convince you that you haven't moved on. But the reality is this, is that in the new nature, Christ has made you brand new. You are a new person. You are a new person. The Bible is not does not lie in this. Behold, all things become new. So right off the bat, you are not who your past says you are, but you are who God says that you are. You see, in understanding our identity and understanding who we are in him, it's extremely important to know the tactics of the enemy. You know, um, I play football all my life. I, I, I love the game of football. Um, I am a die hard, hardcore Vikings, Minnesota Vikings fans and, and, um, and a Viking fan. And I love my Minnesota Vikings. I know we've always, you know, I hear all the things about that, right? But I am a die hard Viking fan. Now I grew up playing football since the fifth grade, all the way through my college a year and um, and playing in college and I uh, played the same position. All right, uh, every time I played football, I played the same position. I played right offensive tackle. That was the position I played. I never changed position. Um, I got really good at that position. I loved playing that position. I played one down of defense, uh, defensive tackle, and yes, I did sack the quarterback. It was really awesome, but. Um, I played one position. So one thing in, in, in football is what happens is you exchange film with the, with the opponent. You exchange, you exchange film with the opposing team because they want to know what schemes you're bringing. They want to know uh, what's happening um, on the field. They, they, they get to study. All right. So either you exchange film or they find film in other places and other locations. They, 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 uh, uh, the opposing team then takes, takes that film and they, they look at it. They intricate it. They, they break it down into quarters and, and they break it down into downs and they study the opponent. They study the people that are playing on the field. They study the attributes of the people. And the, the higher you get in the level of football, the more intricate it becomes. Okay. The more intricate it becomes. And it's like that with the enemy. You see, if we never know, the tactics of the enemy will always fall prey to the traps of the enemy. We'll get onto the playing field, not knowing what he's going to throw at us, right? Not knowing the tactics of the enemy to try to get to trip us up, to get us to this place where we're going to fall and believe something that is untrue about our lives. You know, the Bible says this about the devil, that he is the father of lies. And he's so crafty in the way that he does it. He actually makes you believe that you are somebody different so you can believe that I need this in my life in order to fulfill me. We got to bring this back all the way back to Adam and Eve where 
where in Adam and Eve times, right, when they were first created, they were, they were created perfectly. They needed nothing else, okay? God the Father uh, came down and visited them in the cool of the day, the Bible says, and, 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 and he would come down and visit with them, be with them, talk with them, commune with them, right? And they were absolutely perfect. They had no shame. They had no guilt. They had no embarrassment. They had nothing wrong. The, the commands that the Father gave them was to manage the garden, take care of the garden, and, and be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth, okay? That was the command of the Father. And it was their pleasure to do that. There was no disunity. There was nothing in between God the Father, right, and human human beings, human mankind. There's nothing in between them. And then that old crafty serpent came in to the picture, right? He, he came in, right, as a crafty serpent. And the way that he used his craft was to lie. He said, you need this in order to be fulfilled. You see, the tactic of the enemy is always to question your identity in in God the Father, in himself, in the Father himself. It's always to come in question as if you need something else to supplement you and to make you feel like you're lacking if you do not have this other thing. It's been the tactic since day one. How the serpent, the enemy, the father of lies, the devil himself would come in and try to craft the lie to make you believe that you are incomplete outside of your perfection in him. You see, in Christ, we are perfected. We are being perfected in him. We have the blood of Christ who covers us and he became sin for us. Now, if we begin to believe the lies of the enemy, we'll always think to ourselves that we are incomplete. So therefore, we react in our human nature to believe that we need something else, which is why we still identify with our old self, because we feel like if we identify with our old self, it makes us feel complete on the inside. But it's just a lie. You see, the devil is so good at crafting the lie to even sometimes make a truth feel like, like it makes a lie feel so much like a truth, if you will. He'll come in and lie so much that it makes you feel in your mind and your heart that you need this in order to be complete. He is always attacking the identity of the believers Right and of every person to question their their what Christ did for us on the cross, which is it is finished. See, when Jesus Christ went to the cross, he became sin for us. See, not only did Jesus go to the cross, he and died for our sins, he came, he went into the cross as us, as our sin. Right? And the enemy loves to come and craft those lies into you to say, This is uh this is the truth. You're incomplete without this. So you fill in the blank of what that is. Okay. You fill in the blank of how the enemy now comes to lie to you, to make you feel and to question your identity, your new nature. Okay. Your new nature. He'll come in in, in a lot of ways like this. He'll, he'll say things like this. Um, you really need this in your life to identify with, because without it, you're incomplete. He'll say things like this. You need this in your life so you can be fulfilled because without this, you'll always lack. Okay. You'll always lack. Imagine that a Christian lacking in something. (laughs) I'm I'm sure God sits on the throne and just laughs at that because in him, there is no lack. You see, it all comes down to not just a way that we look at it, but a transformation of our heart and a transformation of our mind. The enemy will come and say things like this. 
you're not really this. You're not really fulfilled. You're not really complete. You're not really free. You're not re- you might feel this way, but you're not really this way. But here's how I'm going to trick you into believing that you're really free. He'll come in and say a lie to you to make you feel like I need something outside of Christ for my completeness and my fulfillment in what he paid for on the cross. You see, understanding the enemy and his tactics is extremely important to knowing and discovering your identity because the enemy loves to come and bring questions in your mind about your identity. He wants to question your identity. And right now in America and right now in our culture is why I said at the beginning, we're in an identity crisis. The enemy has been unleashed, if you will, right across our world and the people of God and Christians and people who do not serve him who aren't believers, right, are believing the lies of the enemy thinking they need to be a certain way. That if I'm not, if you're a, if you're a girl, right, if you're a woman, right, the enemy comes and whispers in your ear and says, you're incomplete. You're not perfect. So you need to be something different and vice versa. Switch the roles. The enemy comes and says, you're incomplete. You're lacking this. So you need this in order to feel complete, to feel fulfilled. I want you to know that that tactic is, is the first tactic that he used against the against Adam and Eve, against, against them to question, to have to get them to question their for them being complete and fulfilled in the Father. So let me encourage you today that if you know somebody who might be dealing with this kind of idea, or if you know, maybe you yourself, I want you to know, just a lie of the devil. You know what the lie of the enemy sounds like? It sounds like, you know, the Bible says that he goes around um, like a roaring lion. You know what that roar sounds like? It's a whisper. That roar is not something that captures your attention or it, it distracts you. No, it's a simple whisper that diverts your attention from who you really are, your identity and who Christ is inside of you, right? Inside of you. So understanding and discovering your identity, you have to discover and know the tactics of the enemy. He's whispering right now into the ears of this generation saying, you are not complete, you are not fulfilled, and you will not be fulfilled until you do X, Y, Z, until you fill in the blank, until you do this. And for some people, it's sexual identity. For other people, it's, 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 it's drinking. For other people, it's, it's drug addiction. And for other people, it's a lot of different things, right? It's not just one thing. It's a lot of different things because he'll use anything he can do to try to get you to mock God and say, I don't need him. He's the last thing that I need in my life, right? He is everything to us. Come on, somebody. He is everything to us. And we need him in our lives. He needs to be our lives. Jesus Christ loves you so much that he died on the cross for you. But he didn't just die just for you to get a punch of ticket to heaven. No, he died in place of you so you can know who you really are in him. You are perfect. You are complete. You are fulfilled. Because it's not I who lives, as the Bible says, but it's Christ who lives in me. Another way of understanding our identity is knowing that 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 we are seated with him, that you are highly favored. Do you know that? Do you believe that? That you are you are highly favored. You are accepted by him and you're highly favored by him. So much so that the Bible says that you are seated in heavenly places 
with him, that you're together at the right hand of the father with him. See, the way he looks at you, he doesn't look at you in your past as a sinner. He doesn't look at you in your past of the mistakes you made. Your mistakes do not define you. Listen, Jesus didn't die for your mistakes. He died for sin. He looks at your mistakes as, oh man, they made a mistake, right? Sin's taken care of, right? It's all on the cross, right? He didn't, he, he died so you can know who you are in him. You are seated at the heavenly places. Here's how I know. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter two, verses four through six, he says this, but God being rich in mercy, okay, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our, in our trans, trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ by grace and you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ. Okay, so here's what that means. You are so accepted and so loved by the Father. See, we'll never really truly understand uh, the love that he has for us until we really truly understand the Father's love for his own son. He loves us so much and he cares for us so much and he wants to be with us so much, right? That he actually looks at us through the eyes of grace, through the eyes of mercy, through the eyes of love. And he says, you are seated with me in heavenly places. He places us at the table. The same table that Jesus is sitting at is the same table you and I belong at. I have a, uh, my wife and I have a saying that we say to each other. We say, we say that we're God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. I'm God's favorite. And it took me a while to actually believe that. I could say it all day long, but it, it, it only came out of my mouth. It didn't come from my heart, right? Now that I understand that I am highly favored by God to be called his son to be called, to be adopted by him. He has called me his own. I can say that I'm his favorite. And let me tell you something, that you're his favorite too. He loves you so much. He looks down on us, if, if you will. Let me, paint, let me try to paint a picture up for you, okay? Um, um, he looks down on us and says, there's my favorite kids. He loves to be called your God. He loves to be called your friend. He loves to be called your father. He loves it. He takes pride, if you will. He takes pride in, 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 in saying, there's my children. There's my favorite kids. You're his favorite. I'm his favorite. And you are highly favored. So how do I discover my identity in him? How do I discover who he is inside of me? It's not I who lives, in Galatians says, it's not I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. So how do I discover that? Well, first of all, we need to learn to grow in confidence, knowing that he paid the price for us, that we are on the same cross that he died on. We're in the same grave that he rose from, and we're in the same place that he is at right now. We need to learn to grow in confidence that to expel the lie, right? And replace the lie with truth. You are not who your past says you are. Okay, you're not who your past says you are. You are who God says you are. You need to you need to practice that declaration. 
You need to, we need to practice that declaration. We need to get to a place where we can recite that every single day, that we are not who our past says we are, but we are who God says we are. And you are loved. You are, you are victorious. You are a king. You're a queen. You're a son. You're a daughter of Christ. And there is absolutely nothing that could come against you. There's nothing that can overtake you. We need to place ourselves in the place that where he is at. Is there anything that could come against Jesus? Absolutely nothing. So why would we believe any differently about us? We can sit here and contemplate and argue and debate that we live in a fallen world and there is such thing as sin. Obviously there's sin. Obviously we live in a fallen world, but you know what? Greater is he who's in me than he that is in this world. Greater is he who is inside of you than he that is in this world. So there's any circumstance or situation that is trying to overcome and overtake you. I don't care if it's sickness. I don't care if it's disease. I don't care if it's something going on in your home. I don't care if your children are leaving away from God. There is nothing too big that you can't handle. Why? Because Christ is inside of you. You are victorious. You are that person. You are the one who is roaming this earth on earth as it is in heaven. You are that person. So let me encourage you today and let me equip you today in believing and growing in confidence that who he says you are, you are. Period. (laughs) You are. Period. When he died, you died. When he arose, you arose. And now that he lives, you are alive. You are alive in Christ. It's how we discover our identity. It's how we walk in the identity of Christ is knowing who we are in him. So let me encourage you today. If you're having a difficult time saying I'm God's favorite, if you're having a difficult time understanding and believing and knowing and saying and walking according to the word of God and how he sees you, let me encourage you to get into a place of prayer. Ask God to help you. If there's any lies that have been spoken over you, if there's any lies that have been spoken into you, if there's any lies, whether you, however they, they weaseled their way in, just like the serpent weaseled his way in into the garden. If there's any lies that have weaseled themselves in into your life, Ask the Holy Spirit right now. Take a moment. Ask the Holy Spirit right now to dispel the lie, to get it out of your system and ask him to speak to the truth to that lie, whatever that might be, because God's word, his spoken word and his written word over your life is what you need to discover your identity. Guys, thanks so much for being with me today on our E Squared podcast where we get to and we love to encourage and equip the believer for kingdom living. Till next time, we'll see you.